0: Let us come before God in prayer. Gracious God, your voice moves over the waters. Immerse us in your grace. Mark us with your image. Raise us to live our baptismal vows empowered by the Holy Spirit and the example of Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all praise and honor. Now and forevermore. Amen.
1: The first reading is from the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter forty three, verses one to seven. But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by my by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give, give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you. Because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you up. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away, and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I I formed and made. The second reading is from the Old Testament, Psalm 29, and is responsive. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe, Ascribe to the, to the Lord. Lord the
0: glory of his name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor.
1: The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The glory, God of glory thunders. The Lord over mighty waters.
0: The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty.
1: The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon.
0: He makes Lebanon skip like a calf
1: and Syrian like like a young young, wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire.
0: The voice voice of the Lord shakes shakes the wilderness.
1: The The Lord Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl, and strips the forest bare, and in his temple all say, Glory!
0: The The Lord has been over the flood. flood. The Lord sits enthroned as a king forever.
1: May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. The third reading is from the New Testament, Acts chapter 8, verses 14 to 17. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Sam- Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. The two went down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit for as yet the Spirit had not come upon any of them they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus then Peter and John laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit and the last reading is from Luke chapter 3 verses 15 to 17 and 21 and 22 as the people were filled with expectation And all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah. John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God for his word to us.
0: Friends in Christ, what I say to you this morning is proclaimed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When a child is born, her parents keep a keen eye to ensure that the child reaches all of those milestones that they're supposed to reach along the way. For each of our children, we have a a calendar, in fact, that is neatly stored away somewhere in the house that marks when each of our children met those particular milestones. When were they able to lift their head on their own? When did they first creep across the floor? When did they crawl, stand while holding on to something, stand on their own? All of those things that we watch for in our children as they develop. These milestones assure nervous parents that their child is developing in a way that they should. We're not so far removed from the season of Christmas that we should forget that Jesus came into the world as a child. And while his parents were no doubt Also concerned about all of these things that parents are concerned about. Milestones and accomplishments that mark the development of a child. We are also aware in this season of Epiphany of the slow and unveiling. The slow unveiling of just who Jesus is. These things, these stories that we read over the next several weeks. Will expose to us various aspects and elements of who Jesus is. Epiphany is that season you see in the church year when we follow the early events in the life of Jesus. And with each of these events, we add a new element to our understanding of Jesus' identity, of what it means for us to call him the Christ, God's anointed. From Jesus' birth, to the calling of the first disciples, to the first healing and the reaction of the crowds, each of these encounters gives to us a glimpse of who this Jesus is, who comes and walks among us. And today, we stand on the banks of the River Jordan, and we observe as Jesus is baptized the story of John the Baptist is always split. We hear of John in the season of Advent as we are preparing for Jesus' coming, and here today as Jesus meets John at the Jordan. John, you see, is that one who the Old Testament prophesied would come before Jesus, the messenger who will point the way towards him. In classical art, John is often portrayed as a figure who is somewhere in the picture. And Jesus, and John, pardon me, has his index finger extended, always pointing toward Jesus, ensuring that the viewer does not become confused, that he does not look away or look over there. This John continually says, is the one who comes. Luke recounts that John preaches and baptizes a baptism of repentance. John calls on the people who are coming out to see him in the wilderness to hear his charismatic but indicting message. To prepare themselves. To turn themselves away from this world and to so that they might be found acceptable by the one who comes. That's what it means to repent, is to turn away from. And it is out into the wilderness, out into this strange new understanding and practice of baptism, that Jesus comes. And Jesus, too, is baptized. Luke, the gospel writer, is economical, In his words, as he describes this event, the baptism of Jesus. Luke writes, Now when all of the people were baptized, and Jesus was baptized along with them, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved, with you I am well pleased. Indeed, Luke says little about the Jordan baptism of of Jesus at all. Just that Jesus comes out into the wilderness along with all of these other people who are coming to see John. But, but with Jesus there is something more. When not just is Jesus baptized with water. But Jesus, Luke tells us, is baptized with the Holy Spirit who descends upon Jesus in the form of a dove. Bodily. It's real. It's there. And then Jesus receives the declaration of God, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The baptism of Jesus has always been theologically a bit of a problem for the church. There are always questions that arise when we look at this text about baptism. Was it really necessary for Jesus to be baptized? How does this baptism that Jesus submits to describe the relationship between Jesus and John? As we noted a few moments ago, all the gospel writers are unanimous in their assertion that John's baptism is a baptism of repentance, an invitation to turn from the old to the new, from sin to righteousness. And yet the belief in the church is that Jesus was the one who was without sin. That is what makes Jesus' sacrifice upon the cross effective. That the sinless dies for the sinful. That Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. So, what then does Jesus' baptism mean? If Jesus' baptism is not a baptism of repentance. Time and again throughout the writings of the New Testament, The authors of the letters to the church encourage their readers to put on Christ. We borrow that same uh, language ourselves in our baptismal liturgies as we baptize infants and adults in the name of Jesus Christ. And we acknowledge that they have put on Jesus Christ, that they have been renewed and made new by the power of the Holy Spirit and the gift of prayer. For those who went out with Jesus, and for us who gather around water and font today, the act of baptism is that moment in which we acknowledge the weight of sin and the desire to live new lives, new lives in Christ. As Jesus comes out into the wilderness on this morning and celebrates, the baptism of John the Baptist. He too experiences a decisive moment as he listens to John's preaching and calls to repentance. Not that Jesus' life needs to be changed. No. But rather, it this, that this changed life, for this changed life to be realized in the lives of all of the people in whose midst he stands, Jesus must himself embrace his mission here on earth. To teach others of the kingdom of God and to embrace the death that was ultimately necessary. As Jesus comes then, it is his acknowledgement that he takes upon himself this duty and this task. That he responds to the will of the Father and will move forward in his ministry. We come to acknowledge the, this morning to acknowledge the depth of God's love, not just in giving us the son to die, but that in his moment of baptism that Jesus embraces this death which lies before him to bring to fruition the message and the mission of John the Baptist. As we come this day celebrating the baptism of our Lord, we come today to acknowledge that Jesus comes with the people out into the wilderness, out into their need, to acknowledge and to take on himself all the the pains and the struggles of this world. We give thanks to a God who walks alongside us and who has for us the plans of new and renewed life. A God for whom nothing is more valuable than the life
1: of his beloved. Thanks be to God. Amen.